0: Is the cost of Christian education really worth it? Also, is IVF a Christian liberty issue or not? And most importantly, where can you find the best chicken nuggets? Producer Bree and I will discuss that at the top of this episode, which is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout. That's GoodRanchers.com. Code Allie. Hey guys welcome to relatable all right we are going to answer some of the questions that you have today and i am also reeling in producer brie to discuss some of these questions because a few of them are just too complex they're just too much for just one person to answer uh especially the first one uh the first question that i want to answer is which fast food restaurant has the best chicken nuggets that's just too much that's like really important it's too much for me to answer on my own yeah so i don't know if you have thoughts that you want to be the first to share
1: (laughs) do you have like just what's your gut reaction yeah because i don't want to be influenced by other yeah um my gut is telling me chick-fil-a that was my gut too they f- And they feel healthier when you eat they're them because they feel more real. They're not. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, they're not. okay. They just feel more.
0: Well, real. I think actually, you know what? I think it depends on what is meant by healthier. That's true. Yes, yeah. because they are fried in vegetable oil. Unfortunately, people think it's peanut oil. it's there's all kinds of, you know, uh, I don't know if it's soybean oil and all that stuff. But you can tell, And I don't know if this makes it healthier, but okay. when you open up a Chick-fil-A chicken nugget, it's like (laughs) strips of chicken on the inside, you know, whereas if I think if you opened up like a McDonald's chicken nugget, which I haven't had in a long time, it's like it's a sponge. Yeah, (sighs) it's a
1: little sponge. Yeah. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if all those theories about McDonald's nuggets are true, like the pink, like, like gel stuff that they say. I don't know know if that's true or not. Um, I think it is probably just like chicken pieces mashed up, but I don't know. Something crazy could be in there. Yeah. Um, But no, I think Chick-fil-A is the most like, it feels the best when you eat it. Yeah.
0: That's how they, that's why their <laughs> marketing is brilliant because they do make you feel like it's Christian healthy chicken. Yeah. And it's not healthy, but I do think it may be higher quality chicken. Yeah. I think that's very true. I think so. Um now growing up, my favorite, I did not like Chick-fil-A because they do have kind of a distinct taste. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if it is it's kind if of pickly. Well, I like pickly. Maybe I didn't. It's kind of sweet. Like, the breading yeah. is a little sweet. Yeah, yeah, And I didn't like that growing up. I loved Wendy's.
1: Like, biggest oh. Wendy's stand. Are they that, that different from McDonald's? Yeah, they're different from okay. McDonald's. Definitely different breading. I'm not
0: saying healthier at all. But I would get, like, a 10-piece chicken nugget mm. and just eat that. Also would get a number one, which is just their hamburger. Number one, mustard and lettuce only with fries and a sprite
1: mustard (laughs) only
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep oh i loved fast food growing up i (laughs) loved it i love wendy's again not huge fan of chick-fil-a when i was little um yeah it was probably wendy's because wendy's was close to our house (laughs) growing up um trying to think what else now if we're going beyond fast food chili's has incredible Chicken tenders. chicken tenders yes
1: mm-hmm. do you yeah, have experience? the chicken crispers, Wait, chicken is that crispers. What called?
0: i think they're crispers yeah
1: so um, good yeah what do they do to those things they're so good it's the
0: bread i don't know yeah it's the bread and then their queso was good chilies used to be Chili's like the habs the place to go mm-hmm. had a lot of cool like memorabilia up now it's changed like everything else All right. If you are looking to protect your family from access to pornography, we know that that's so prevalent online. The age that kids are seeing pornography is getting younger and younger. I mean, it is everywhere on social media and you want to make sure that you're protecting your own eyes and your mind and also the eyes and the minds and the hearts of your children. You need the Covenant Eyes software. There's a couple ways that that it works. They have um, an accountability option that you can have an accountability uh, partner that uh, the app then tracks your activity on your devices, and then it shares your activity feed right to your accountability partner's phone. So you have total transparency. They can see the things that you're looking at. So if if you do access pornography or something that you really shouldn't be seeing, your accountability partner knows. They can call you up and they can say, hey, what's going on? Let's talk about this. And then with your kids, the Covenant Eyes app monitors your child's devices while the safe search and filtering tools keep porn at bay. It gives a comprehensive feed of your kid's device uh, and uh, their activity and sends you alerts if explicit material is accessed. So this is really working together with fellow believers in your church or in your family to ensure that you are protecting yourself from the predation of porn. You can try Try Covenant Eyes for free today by visiting CovenantEyes.com and entering Allie at checkout. That's CovenantEyes.com. Enter Allie for a free 30 days. CovenantEyes.com. Code Allie.
1: Oh, you know who has good chicken nuggets? Who? Um, Shake Shack. Really? I've yeah. never had anything other than hamburgers. I think they're newer on their menu because their thing is burgers, obviously, but... Um, yeah they're pretty good and um one thing that i really missed when i was overseas was popeyes, popeyes. that's my guilty pleasure
0: oh my gosh okay i would have popeyes in college sometimes uh that was the first time i'd ever tried no 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 no. it wasn't popeyes it was their arch nemesis uh bojangles have you had bojangles i haven't Oh. I've never been in
1: a place where there was one, I don't
0: think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to college in South Carolina.
1: Yeah. So I've it's heard about similar
0: it. to Popeye's. I don't know if I've ever eaten Popeye's. I'm definitely not against it. I just don't know if I have.
1: <laughs> you might be against it if you experienced the, the how it's run. <laughs> oh it's not a pleasant sometimes you're scared when you're there
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's just all part of the ambiance yeah like mcdonald's too i feel like mcdonald's is a scary place i saw i always i follow these like nostalgic 90s accounts and i saw this video of like an old mcdonald's in the 80s it was so nice it was like you could you know actually go in and sit down and not be like oh my gosh am i catching a disease
1: when you were in scotland did you ever go to a mcdonald's
0: Hmm. I don't think so because I'm not really. I've just never been a McDonald's fan. I
1: know some people do that. They in Europe are very nice. Really? Yeah. They're like very. It's still fast food, but they're a little bit higher quality because they outlaw some of the stuff that we still have in our food here. Yes. And um, they're just really clean and nice and like it's all like everything's upgraded. That's nice. Yeah. So you get Hmm. used to that, and then you come here and you're like, oh we can't have nice i don't want to go inside a mcdonald's ever
0: yeah yeah i'm not looking down on mcdonald's i've just never been like a mcdonald's fan and unfortunately they aren't like anymore the cleanest nicest nicest places always if you're on a road trip you look for uh the quick trip you look Mm -hmm. for the chick-fil-a
1: yeah um and those are the places and racetrack you know, now McDonald's has that new commercial and they say, if you go on a road trip without going to a McDonald's, it's not really a road trip. And I thought that was interesting because I do seek out McDonald's when we're doing really? road trips. Yeah. To eat or to stop, just like stop? To, to eat. Oh really? Not to like go in, but it's just cause like it's quick and it is, they're everywhere. Yeah, so. it is
0: quick. That's the thing. So growing up in Texas, you had Whataburger. And I I like Whataburger, but it takes forever because they are actually killing the cow Mm -hmm. in the back Mm -hmm. and they're processing the meat right there while you are ordering. At least it's fresh. Yeah. At least it's fresh. So that takes forever. Now you've had Whataburger. I have. Yeah.
1: Whataburger versus In-N-Out. Oh. In-N-Out. Okay. Are you a Thousand Island gal? Like you like the sauce? Yes. The sauce is amazing. They toast the buns. Mm. It's all fresh. Mm. Like, they don't freeze anything ever. Mm. And Interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, um, and the fries are really fresh, too. But I think there are fr- butter fries elsewhere. But yeah. In-N-Out all the way. Mm. But I'm from California, so I'm biased. Yeah. I like In-N-Out. It also takes a long time.
0: But yeah. also, I do like their customer service. Mm -hmm. Family that owns In-N-Out, they're a Christian family. Yes. They opposed a lot of the COVID stuff in California. Yes. They pay their employees well, too. I bet. Because you can tell. And Mm -hmm. I think that's true at Chick-fil-A, too. Yeah. Because they rise to the occasion. I just don't really like Thousand Island. And if you don't like Thousand Island, like it's not like there's a variety of things that you can get at In-N-Out.
1: Yeah. That's true. It's a very small menu. Yeah. Whereas at
0: Whataburger you could get from 11 p.m to 11 a.m honey butter chicken
1: biscuit you know I was just talking to someone about that and I don't like like them because I don't like honey because I don't like you don't like honey I don't like getting like sticky things Brie
0: your name is almost B
1: (laughs) and you like what Uh. how is
0: it even possible to not like honey I what don't what don't you like about it
1: <laughs> that's what i need it's, to know okay it's super sticky the first time i had it it was a while it's ago. super
0: sticky is that what you're about to say
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's like fast food and i have to eat it with my hands oh, want, oh the I honey butter sticky. chicken biscuit not <laughs> yeah. just the honey yeah but okay. honey in general i guess i just don't really like the taste but also this is a hot take i think okay i'm ready i hate it when my sweet and savory mix really yeah when people are like oh maple syrup and bacon i'm like no they have to be separate if i go to a breakfast place and i have like pancakes and bacon separate plate separate plate separate plate they can't touch really yeah it's like one of my so what about like trail mix that has m
0: ms in it no no wow i hate kettle corn because of that really yeah. that's interesting i didn't know that about you yeah okay
1: any other hot takes on food <laughs> not that i, can I think hate of. ketchup my... ketchup oh i actually me hate ketchup too you do it's too like wow. sweet do you like milk we talked about this the other day and milk is okay don't i would like never milk. drink it on i think it's kind of crazy to just drink milk
0: oh really you think it's so that's crazy <laughs> it's
1: wild it's wild. people don't just drink milk i think there's a a tiktok about that you're gonna
0: hate the promised land overflowing with milk and honey (laughs) (laughs) brie oh
1: my god oh no
0: uh i milk has always tasted sour to me every like Hmm. it always tastes sour it just always has tasted bad since i was a baby my mom said i threw the bottle down i would
1: never take (laughs) like every kind of milk i mean not chocolate milk
0: (laughs) everything (laughs) is made better with sugar i always like Am the scene from Elf when they're like, she's like, oh, you must like sugar. And he's like, is there sugar in maple syrup? <laughs> then, yes. <laughs> yes. That's always the answer. <laughs> oh, you like chocolate milk?
1: Is there sugar in chocolate milk? Yes. I love Have sugar. Have you tried oat milk or almond milk? Which I know are made with seed oil, but
0: well almond milk is not always like you can get three trees almond milk which i do like if i were eating cereal which i don't eat that much but if i had to have like in a protein shake i would use almond milk yeah um three trees i they are not a sponsor but i do recommend them because it's really only almonds and water whereas the other ones like at trader joe's and stuff they do have all that like stuff in there but oat milk i've heard is terrible for you yeah
1: i've heard that too it tastes nice though huh Tastes nice though, but yeah, it is terrible. I still
0: right? remember the Super Bowl commercial from several years ago, though, where the like founder of Oatly was like playing a piano in the middle of a field or something, which is pretty impressive that that <laughs> has stuck in my memory. So I guess he yeah, did I, a good job. I don't know. At the time, <laughs> I thought it was stupid, and but here I am, still talking about it. Yeah. So way to go! I am here once again to tell you to please. Get your meat from Good Ranchers. And my question at this point is that is why are you not? Why are you not getting your meat from Good Ranchers if you're not? And if you are, good job. You've made a really good decision because it makes your life so much easier, especially if you subscribe. You get that box of meat to your front door every month. It's just one less thing to think about. Plus, if you subscribe right now, rather than just getting your one box of meat, if you subscribe, you lock in your price for two years. You don't have to worry about inflation or anything like that like you do if you go to the grocery store. You also don't have to worry about what's in your meat and where it's coming from. Is it injected in mRNA? Is it really made in America like the package says? Or was it just packaged here and imported from overseas? No, no, no. Good ranchers make sure that all of their meat is actually American. American farms and ranches, they really just care about revitalizing that industry, and I think we should too. This is a Christian-owned company, and they just give you a great product and a great service that really has made life at the Stucky House, taste a lot better, but also just a lot easier and healthier. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout for $30 off your order. That's GoodRanchers.com. Code Allie. GoodRanchers.com. Code Allie. Okay, so very, very different question. This is not a lighthearted question, but that's what we do in these Q&A episodes, wide range of things. Uh, The question is, is IVF a Christian liberty issue? And what is meant by Christian liberty is that, is this just something that Christians can agree to disagree on? or is it really fundamental is it really important so yes and no it's christian liberty in the sense that i don't think it's a salvation issue i don't think someone loses their well i don't think someone loses their salvation at all but i don't think someone loses their salvation because they are a christian and they go through ivf as i've said many times christians can be wrong about a lot of things and still be christian because we are all finite we are all fallible every single one of us will enter into heaven with a long list of things long list of ideas and held beliefs that we are wrong about but by grace through faith uh, we believe in the gospel and we have been saved by christ there are a lot of things that we can disagree on that doesn't mean that there's not a solid biblical answer for it in the same way that we disagree on things as christians uh, like eschatology what are the end times going to look like calvinism versus arminianism these are all really important questions to which there is a right answer. We cannot all be equally right. We can't all have an equally correct interpretation of Scripture. We may not know what that answer will be exactly. None of us can know, claim to know everything about Scripture, claim to know everything about the mind of God, everything that eternity has to offer. Um, but... Um, we can say okay these are not our de- our salvation isn't dependent upon these issues that we typically call secondary or tertiary issues so someone can believe that ivf is fine and still be a christian but that doesn't mean they're just as right as the person who says well biblically it's actually there are some ethical questions with it um so that that's what i would say as far as christian liberty no, it's not like there are multiple answers to the question, depending on how you look at it. But can we disagree and still be assured of our salvation in Christ? Sure. Um, as far as IVF, yes, there are, I think, some worse ways to use it and some better ways to use it. I think the worst possible way to use IVF is to fertilize as many eggs as possible, get as many embryos as possible, and then implant a couple, implant as many as you you know, as you can hope that they take and then put the rest of them on ice or destroy the rest of them. Just giving yourself as many chances as possible to have an egg that actually implants and that grows into the baby that you birth, not really caring what happens to the other embryos that are fertilized, whether they are frozen in perpetuity or whether they are destroyed. Like that is a form of abandonment of your offspring, because we believe that life starts at conception. We know that life starts with conception. It's not a question whether or not human life starts at conception, it does. That's when unique DNA begins. But it is the um, Christian belief, and I think the logical belief, that that is also when human life has value. If we say that human life has value at any point after fertilization, well, then it becomes very arbitrary. Who gets to decide? oh, you have the right not to be murdered, not to be discarded when you're at six weeks gestation, when you're at 26 gestation, uh, when you're six seconds before coming out of the womb, not until you're two years old. I mean, these are actually philosophical debates that are had among secularists who have no real basis for why human beings matter. But because we as Christians know that we are made in the image of God, Genesis 127, that he formed us in our mother's womb with purpose and with love and through providence. As we read in Psalm 139, we know that as soon as a human becomes a human, which is scientifically at the point of conception, that human being has value, is made in the image of God, therefore matters. Therefore, what we do with that life matters. And we also understand that we are called to be responsible for our children, that we're called to take care of our children. We read fatherlessness as a category exclusively of vulnerability and marginalization in the Bible um, that uh, God calls us to rectify, that God calls us to redeem. He is the father of the fatherless. Um, And so child abandonment, refusing to steward your child by caring for them and caring for their Uh, well-being is wrong, according to the Bible. And that would be because we understand that these embryos are tiny little image bearers of God in their first stages of life, placing our children on ice in perpetuity or destroying our children. I mean, uh, that's the ethical, that's the moral, that's the biblical dilemma that people who create these fertilized embryos through IVF Uh, create for themselves. And you're stuck in a really, really difficult place. And that's why I don't recommend IVF. Um, But also, if you, so the last, I would say the last problematic, the last problematic form of IVF is when you implant all of the embryos, all of the eggs that you fertilize. Uh, You implant um, all of the embryos that you have you give them all a shot at life there are fewer ethical qualms with that but that's still not without its questions because whenever you separate conception from sex um, whenever technology takes us away from what's natural to what's possible there will always be questions there will always be gaps to be filled in that doesn't mean in every case of technological development that It's wrong, that it's unethical. But certainly, when it comes to conception and the creation of human beings, there are going to be questions about taking us from what's natural to what's possible. And one of the issues with IVF is that there is a high attrition rate um, that you know going into it that it is very likely that the embryos that you create will not survive, they will be miscarried, Uh, they won't implant. Uh, they won't grow to fruition, so you are taking a risk with that little human being's life, purposely. Now, of course, uh, human beings who are naturally conceived uh, in sex, in the you know, in that natural process, of course, there's always going to be a chance of miscarriage. Miscarriage is very common even through that natural process, but there's an even higher likelihood of miscarriage when it comes to IVF. So you are knowingly taking the chance, a higher chance of the child dying in that process by going through IVF. These are questions that you have to ask. If these are little image bearers of God, is that a risk worth taking and why are we taking it? Is it simply because we want to become parents, which is a wonderful desire to have? It can be a very godly desire, but we can't conflate what we want with what's right. We can't conflate what we desire with God's calling. So just because we want something, and just because something is technologically possible, does not mean that it's moral or biblical or right. So I, I, that does not mean that I think that parents who have children through IVF that they're bad parents, that they're evil, that their kids aren't valuable, or I'm not even asking you to regret your children. Of course, you look at your children. If they were conceived through IVF, you're still so thankful for them. Of course, I wouldn't expect anything less. You love your children, and I'm sure you are wonderful parents. That It's not about that. It's not about the value Of your kids it's not about your quality as a mom or a dad if you went through these things but these are uncomfortable questions that we all have to ask ourselves and I know people say well it's easy for you to say because you didn't have to go through that or you got pregnant easily I mean people make all kinds of assumptions and say well again you're going back to adult desire adult desire does not justify putting the well-being of a child at risk So, yeah, that's what I would say about that. I know that's long-winded. So, is there Christian liberty? Certainly, in that I don't think you lose church membership. I don't think that you lose your salvation, certainly, um, if we disagree on IVF. But there is, I think, a biblical answer to whether or not IVF is something that Christians should engage in. All right, guys, I absolutely love Public Square. It's spelled public SQ. It's pronounced public square. You've probably seen them on Instagram. They've been sharing amazing alternatives to these progressive companies. You know, a lot of Uh, diapers companies, a lot of uh, baby care companies, they're actually supporting things like abortion, like they're donating to abortion funds. A lot of the companies that we use to buy our products, unfortunately, are supporting progressive politicians that are then fighting for the things that you and I oppose. And so if you want to send your dollars to companies that actually align with your values, you need to download the Public Square app. The Public Square app shows you all kinds of businesses and services that are run by people that actually align with you and your principles fighting for the same things that you are. Also, you can list your own business. So if you are a business owner, you provide a service, and you're a conservative Christian, then you need to make sure that customers with your same values can find you. So download the public square app, go to public You can download the app today or just go to the app store, download public sq, public square, public sq.com. Um, how to overcome the fear of spending so much money on private Christian K through 12 school. Uh, yeah, I totally understand. I totally understand that there is a high cost to private education, to Christian education, and that's simply not possible for everyone. Um, However, also just keep in mind, and maybe this is a possibility for you that you've considered, but Christian education doesn't have to be private education. It can also be home education. It can be hybrid options. There are virtual, uh, virtual classes and different kinds of curriculum that you can look at for Christian education. And I know some people think, I can't homeschool. That alone is way too expensive. But honestly, most of the homeschool families that I know are not super wealthy. They're making, a lot of sacrifices. Yes, they're living on one income. They're making it work to give that home education for their children. But uh, I I honestly don't know many homeschool families who are doing it because they're just rolling in the dough because they're millionaires and it's just really easy for them. Actually, I understand that they're making really big financial sacrifices by taking away one income in order to stay home and uh, educate their kids. And it's not expensive to homeschool. It might be expensive to take away that one income so mom can stay home and teach the kids, but it's not expensive to homeschool you can do it in a very affordable way. However, if that's not an option, for whatever reason, you don't wanna do that, you really like this Christian private school in your area, which I think is great. I went to a Christian private school, kindergarten through 12th grade. My dad always said that he would work as many shifts as possible to ensure that his kids got a Christian education. My brother homeschooled for a little while, so we had different uh, different things that we did. But for me, kindergarten through 12th grade, like let me tell you, I would not trade that for the world. Was it perfect? No, it was perfect. Did everyone that I graduate with end up staying a Christian forever and, you know, go on mission for God? No. Some of them went to school up north. Uh, And they decided that they knew better than their parents, they knew better than their teachers, they knew better than everyone else, they weren't going to be like those, you know, backwoods hicks who believed in God and things like the sanctity of marriage anymore, that they finally had it figured out and that really it's these Christians over here who were brainwashed and the rest of the world who got it right. Um, and, you know, became moral relativists and all of that. And maybe some of them have made their way back. Maybe some of them haven't. Uh, but I did go to a very conservative Christian school and no Christian education, no education guarantees that your child will end up rejecting Christ or being a Christian. We don't we don't know. No, no education guarantees a particular outcome but i will say from personal experience and also what the bible says as we've talked about many times like i would not trade my education for the world it laid a a theological foundation for me that benefits me every single day every single day i think i use what i was taught in kindergarten through 12th grade in my job and in my life it is the reason, one of the reasons I would say why I am able to write and to research and to argue the way that I am because we were taught that so persistently and insistently, especially when I was in middle school and high school, they emphasized so much the importance of understanding literature, analyzing literature, being able to articulate that analysis and to be able to write persuasively and articulately, really the people who went to my school, whether they did well in English or not, they went to college fully prepared uh, to be able to communicate well, and so I'm thankful for that. But really, more than just academically, I am so thankful that I learned the Bible in every class that I took. In every class that I took, there was a biblical lesson to be learned. I'm sure some of the theology I grew up with in that school I wouldn't agree with today, but I don't think if it were for my school that I would have been introduced as early as I was to C.S. Lewis and to apologetics and to deep theological like debates and discussions um, that really helped me form my faith and helped me grasp what Christianity really is. Like People always ask me, how do you bring you know verses to top of mind so quickly? How do you have this recall about this? I can't take credit for it, so I hope you don't hear me sounding arrogant or anything. Um, it's because we were taught that. We were taught that several hours a week at school kindergarten through 12th grade that's why like I have that foundation that I didn't start when I was 25 but started when I was five and that makes a huge difference people who say well there's really no there's no difference between a Christian education and non-Christian education the discipleship happens at home okay like let's just do a little math If you've got 40 hours a week at school and you've got a few hours at night with your parents, if that, because you've got extracurriculars, a few hours on the weekend with your parents, if that, because you've got time with your friends and you've got games and things like that, how much are you really getting discipled as a child? Like if most of your week, if 40 hours of your week is being indoctrinated with a anti-God or at the very best, a non-biblical, non-biblical education, and in most cases today, an anti-biblical education, um, versus having 40 hours a week where you are having, where you are getting a biblical education. Like, what's better? What's better? 40 hours a week with an anti-God, anti-biblical education, or 40 weeks with a biblical education? Which one's better? And again, it's not necessarily about guaranteeing outcomes. There are apostates and heretics that I graduated with who had the same education that I did. And there are people I knew who graduated from public school who are amazing Christians today. Um, but so that's not really the question about like, okay, well, what guarantees outcomes? The question is, what's our responsibility as parents? What's our responsibility? Our, our job is to steward our children well. Our job is to disciple our children in what is good and right and true And yes, that includes, must include their education. I mean, read Deuteronomy 6. That's how important education was to God, that it was supposed to be a pervasive part of their lives, not just something that we compartmentalize. Like, oh, let's just give our kids over to the secularists for eight hours of the day and hope to catch up with that in the evenings and the afternoons, which again, I think is unrealistic for most busy families that's that was never that was never the vision of education that's a misunderstanding of how the human mind works that's a misunderstanding of how I think the the spirit works and how we are all created. Of course, the more discipleship we get, the more Bible we get, the more theology we get, the better um and so i I don't think that there is an argument for, and I know that there are some exceptions there are some exceptions, certainly. Christian schools don't always have the special needs accommodations, etc. But if you have the choice between a Christian education, whether that be private school or homeschool, and a secular education, if you have that option, it is a no-brainer for the Christian. Your kid is not supposed to be a missionary in the public education system. Okay? They're kindergarten, they're walking into a class They're not even big enough to hold up their shield yet, and yet we're putting them on the front lines? Look, they have their entire life to be in the mission field. They have their entire life to be a light in the darkness. Like, we have a tiny, tiny window of time to equip our children with what is good and right and true to prepare them for the battlefield. And along the way, there's going to be small battles, but we're still going to be there to protect them. One day, they will not have our protection anymore. Let's get them as strong as possible as theologically solid as possible, as apologetically um, strong as possible, let's prepare them as much as possible, of course that is going to require hours and hours of study and discipleship during the week rather than just trying to fit it in between secular school and extracurriculars when we can um, So back to your question. How to overcome the fear of spending so much money on private Christian K-12 through school. Let me tell you something that my dad told me. Allie, there's a difference between an expense and an investment. An expense is just spending. We all have expenses that we have to spend. And we want to make sure that we're managing those things well. And then there are investments, which give us a return that matters more than what we are spending. Or the value that we get from however much we're spending is so much bigger and so much greater than the money that is being taken out of our bank account, um, that it is worth it. So K through 12, Christian education, whatever that looks like, is not an expense. It is an investment. And the return that you can get on that investment is worth it. If you can do it, and by the way, I know a lot of parents who they take it one year at a time. They're not making millions of dollars. They're just like, we're going to trust the Lord to provide this year. We're going to trust the Lord to provide next year. And they keep going and going and going because they know they're stewarding their children well. That's an investment. It's not an expense. And it is such a worthy investment. Such a worthy investment. There are fewer, uh, there are few greater investments that you can make than in your child's christian education um all right we'll just go ahead and end on that why wide range of things going on uh going on in today's episode but i hope you benefited from it some controversial maybe our first conversation about in and out versus whataburger might have been the most controversial part of this for you uh who knows but thanks again for sending all of your wonderful questions i really appreciate it all right we will be back here soon All right let me take a break and tell you guys about birch gold i've talked to you about them before this is an extremely popular company with like incredible reviews people who work with birch gold really love working with them they help you diversify a portion of your savings into gold with a turbulent economy not knowing what the future holds it's just a safe option and if you don't know anything about it you just want to learn more all you have to do is text Ali to nine eight nine eight. That's A-L-L-I-E to 989-898. They'll send you a free info kit. There's no obligation there. They just want you to learn more about it. See if it's right for you. Text Allie to 989-898 for that free info kit. Allie to 989-898. Hey guys, if you love this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks.